Annie reached a good age, James. She lived through some hard times, and if I join her tomorrow, I have no regrets. We were given a lot longer than some of these poor souls, like young Dr. Martin over there. Cut down by the fever in his prime, he was, while tending the sick and the poor, bless him. He was barely a day over thirty. I'm going to be a doctor when I grow up, said Thomas. James and Pat smiled at the boy who was standing as tall as he could stretch, his chest thrust out. They both knew he would be a fisherman in a few years' time. It was the way things were, and they were not likely to change. The wind had raced ahead to reach the cottage near the shore where Mary McGrother lay in bed. She was not asleep, but her eyes remained closed as the door opened and a cold draft swept her children into a parlour that was not much warmer than the garden. Mary, wake up. You can't sleep all day like this. The fire's almost out and the place is freezing, James scolded as he placed some sods of turf onto the dying embers. Leave her be, son, leave her be, said Pat. Chapter 2 Owen McGrother paid close attention while his eldest daughter read the letter his brother James had sent from Ireland. It was his second time listening to the news being relayed to the rest of the family gathered in the parlour of his house in Sunderland. Owen placed an arm around the shoulders of his wife Rose as she sniffed back fresh tears. Annie will be sorely missed with a baby on the way and three other wee ones to take care of, said his brother Peter. That's not the worst of it. Read on, love, said Rose. We're all missing Aunt Annie and none more so than Uncle Pat. But the one I am more worried about is Mary. She is acting very strangely indeed and has not shed a tear for the woman who has been like a mother to her for more than ten years. She sleeps most of the day, and young Catherine is the one looking after the house when myself and Pat are not here. She is not getting to school because of it. I'm sorry to impose by asking for help, and I will understand if the answer is no. The young girl stopped reading for a few seconds to look at her aunt Maggie. Can Maggie please come and help us out just until the baby arrives? I think that once Mary has the wee one in her arms, it will bring her back to us. If Maggie can come, I might be able to go over to ye and work in the quarry, if there are any jobs to be had, as there is very little to be got here. Pat sends his love to all of ye and your wee ones. Your brother, James. The room was silent as all eyes turned to Maggie. She shifted in her seat, her mind already made up as to what she would do. Well, now, all my lot are big and bold enough to take care of themselves. I know wee Jamie comes to my house after work, but another hour waiting for a meal from his mother won't kill him, will it, Rose? It was more of a statement than a question. Of course it won't. James and Mary need you over there. Remember how you nursed him when he had the melancholia the first time he came over? He needs his big sister to do the same now for his wife. We can help you with the fare, and if James comes here, he can stay in your house. I'll make sure they all get fed, so you needn't worry about that, Maggie. Rose meant every word. 
a letter was immediately written and sent off to James the following day. Chapter 3 A dribble of the broth that Catherine was trying to feed her mother slid down Mary's chin. Neither of them seemed to notice, so James took the bowl from his daughter and said she could go play outside with her brother and sister. Catherine quickly left the house, grateful to her father for taking over a task that had, of late, rested mostly on her young shoulders. "'Come on now, love,' coaxed James, wiping his wife's mouth. "'You need to keep your strength up.' "'I know where you are, Mary. Surely you remember the time I was there myself. It is not a place I would wish on my worst enemy. Come back to us, please. The children need you.' I need you. James looked into the vacant eyes of his young wife.